You're listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. We must be in love. We must be in love. We must be in love. Over the years, I like to call the people. I like to call the people on on, on Lance J Radio Network the ticket. Everybody on the ticket is a popular name used for for sports talk radio franchises around the country. So I want to in- introduce these two people are very near and dear to my heart. I've known them for a long, long time. They have a fantastic podcast called Just John in April, where they discuss relationships, sexual health, mental health. Spiritual health, um, all of those really, really fantastic things. They, they have a great video cast as well. You want to find them and follow them on, on YouTube. So I want to bring, these are, these are my personal friends, but they're all, they also have talent. So I don't, I don't let people come on the show that are my friends but have no talent uh, because it does not benefit my show and my, and my audience doesn't want to listen to that. But I want to welcome Pastor John Nixon and his lovely wife, April Nixon. <laughs> To the Lance J Radio Network, it's great to have you on this evening, and, and, and thanks for coming on. It's great. We've been trying to get this to happen for quite some time, so I'm just I'm very proud of both of you and what you're doing. It's it's phenomenal work. It's great show. I listen every week. I watch the live every week. I don't I don't comment because that's not a part of the Lance J brand commenting <laughs> on if the mother-in-law is encroaching on the personal space. But um, but it's but it's a it's a very enjoyable experience. I wanted to bring them in for a segment, possibly two segments, to talk about what they're doing. What's going on? What's up, man? Hey. We're glad to be here. I'm oh, trying glad to figure out why you me. never comment, man. I, never, I, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just lurking in the shadows, <laughs> just lurking in the shadows. Now, I want, I don't want people, people have told me, the long-term listeners, people have been listening to the show for five years. I get on their nerves telling stories from back in college and back in high school. I went to high school with April. I went to high school and college with John and April. I, I've known them for a long time. I, I have stories about them. I have stories about the extended friends and family. But can you give oh us <laughs> can you give us just a synopsis of the two of you in your relationship arc and how you ended up? You you guys, I was at your wedding. That seems like it was 20 plus years ago, and we're not really that old. So to have friends right. that have been married for more than 20 years is, is, is kind of is crazy within itself. Tell us a little bit about your relationship and the genesis of how the two of you ended up together. I do want to say thank you for saying we're not old. Yes. Even definitely not. True. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we met at like, we met at like age 13. Mm-hmm. I think we're like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know at a camp meeting. Right. (laughs) 
and um, his cousin. Camp meeting, camp meeting for those that are not in the in the same <laughs> right. community. That's what I'll let is, you do. It's basically a faith based <laughs> outdoor church event. So let me let exactly. me interject there and just keep going. It's for like ten days. Right. My my yeah. listeners are heathens. They're not. They're not, they're not <laughs> people of the cloth such as yourself. So it's a and, and, and both of our fathers are pastors. Mm. I don't know if. I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to out you and say you're a pastor's kid. Oh, I talk about it all the time. Okay, <laughs> I, I just making sure. So it's like her so dad yeah. invited my dad to do something at camp meeting. We were living in the north at the time. Mm-hmm. They were down south. We came. We were there for I don't know how many days. I saw her. I liked her. I was close to his family. So right. I was at his granddaddy's house chilling right. like I always do. Right. And there he was. And I was like, ooh, he's kind of cute. <laughs> But, I mean, we couldn't do anything. We were 13 years old, so right. that wasn't going to be anything. Yeah. Right. So, basically, we kept up with each other over the years, and then we ended up at Oakwood together. Yeah. But I was a year ahead of April, so when she came to college days, which you can explain that to your audience. <laughs> sure. When she came to college days my freshman year, she was a high school senior still. Right. Coming to check out the school, and right. I saw her again, and I, I told my cousin, who was my roommate, Brian, if April Mendinghall comes to this school next year, I'm dumping whoever I'm with and I'm getting with her. And that's exactly what happened. Well, I mean, I actually remember you saying that also. So it's like you, <laughs> um, April had you on ice waiting oh, yeah. at, 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 at Oakwood University, which is yeah. only an hour and a half from where I'm recording. And, and obviously it, it worked out in the, in the words, of, the infamous words of Lee Court from Naturally 7, quote, nice pull. <laughs> it worked out, and, and many years later, y'all are doing a ministry together. So so Pastor Nixon is the pastor of the, the uh, Tacoma Park SDA Church in Tacoma Park, Maryland, which is the part of the, the metro D.C. area. Tell me a little bit, so fast forward, you, you've been together for a long time. You both come from pastoral families. Basically, the three of us are cut from the exact same cloth, except that exactly. you guys are much better looking and more successful to be. <laughs> but we're cut from the same cloth. Parents were in not just uh, pastors, but in administration with right. within the church. Uh, I studied theology with you, John. I remember being one of the few people. I looked at you and I was like, this guy doesn't really look like he belongs here. <laughs> I was wearing polo shirts and Timberland boots and stuff. Right. I wasn't really like some of the other people, and I didn't didn't go into that. But tell me, how did you get into Coming into your ministry and years of being a part of ministry, what made you decide to do a podcast about your relationship and sharing some of those private moments with with so many people that need that level of encouragement? So we actually we do a lot. We were doing a lot of premarital counseling, mm-hmm. our, like our whole marriage. Yes, since like the from the beginning. Yeah. It actually happened happened on accident. Us doing it together, but right, it ended up being something. And we had so many couples coming every year. We just had couples come in and it was just word of mouth you and know? especially mm-hmm. young couples by the time we got to atlanta we were marrying i don't know we'd have like 50 weddings in the five years we were there right you know it, it was it was crazy so we had just, just a lot of young couples coming to us for premarital counseling yes yeah, so mm-hmm. they were like oh my goodness you guys need to start a youtube channel you guys right. really need to do this thing and we were like please you know yeah, we're what, what, we, what we, we're what we going to talk about please what are you right. talking about they kept telling us, kept telling us, and then all of, you know, I was just getting this feeling. I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe we should. I just, mm-hmm. we don't know how to go about it, but maybe we should. So John got me a camera for my birthday. Right. Yep. And that was it. We're like, <laughs> let's we're just like, do it. Wow. Do it. I, I feel, and I we, feel like it was something that people were encouraging us to do, but we just weren't sure how to execute it. Mm. Right. And then once we realized we could hide behind a microphone, maybe we'd be more comfortable. And then after just doing it yeah. a few times, 
we're like, yo, we love this. This right. is great. And actually, we're kind of open people anyway. When we talk to our couples, we share all kinds of stuff with them about our relationship. So we said, why so don't we're we just already be doing that? Let's yeah. Just be how yeah. we be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, it just kind of happened, man. How did so? How did talk to us a little bit about the the response? Because you get a get a, have a very good following on on social media. I think, and it's not just the following. To, to me, it's just not always about how many likes someone gets or how many views. It's the engagement that you have. You do a fantastic job of engaging with your audience, especially on the live show. You talk about some specific topics that I think just really hit home that that marriage counselors on a public forum don't necessarily get into. You guys talk about encroachment with the in-laws, which is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> How do you manage that? Uh, John, you've had health challenges in your career that you've overcome. Uh, you talk about April standing by him through those health challenges and how the health challenges can make your spouse a different person than the person that you married. You yes. talk about sex. You talk about having good sex, bad sex. People don't want to talk about that in the community. Yeah. Nobody right. wants yeah, to. Yeah. Nobody true. wants to admit that they're not that they're not putting in the work. You talk about issues that I think are very germane to to marriages and, and relationships. Where what is what is the the what makes you able to to connect? with your listeners on, on such a fantastic level? I honestly think it all grows from the actual interactions that we have, mm -hmm. either with each other or with other couples. Mm -hmm. So what we yeah. find is that for whatever reason, when couples come to us about stuff, they seem to fit into certain categories all the time. And it's like, well, if everybody that we're talking to is dealing <laughs> right. with this, I bet you everybody mm -hmm. else in the world is dealing with it too. Let's just talk exactly. about it and see what happens. And I'll be honest with you, man, we pick topics sometimes that we're going to do on the live, especially we don't know how well it's going to do. And we're usually surprised at how much engagement right. there actually is. Right. And so a lot of times it's just whatever we're dealing with, either somebody brought to us or we dealt with ourselves. Like what we talked about last <laughs> night. We had just we had just had a big issue on that in our house. Exactly. And we were like, we need to talk about this with our people. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We need to get the chimes in on this. Exactly. And it ended up being a great conversation. And we realized, wow, it's not just us. Right. You know? And I think that's the thing that we found has been the thing that most of our couples like about coming to us is they always felt, feel like it's, it's just them. And then when they talk to us, they're like, oh, wow, it's not just right. us. And that's mm. what we want right. to kind of tell people. You're not the only ones going through this. A, a lot of couples because they're kind of taught to not share things with other people, mm -hmm. the assumption is nobody's dealing with this because we're not really mm. talking about it out loud with anybody. So right. we're thinking we're the only couple going through this problem. And then we find out, wait a minute. Everybody's, going everybody's dealing with this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. anyway, it's, it's kind of a, a cool discovery. You know what it I'm is. saying? No, that's, yeah. that's, that's fantastic. If you're just, if you're just tuning in on, on WVOL or all of the affiliates uh, around the country, I'm talking to, to Pastor John and, and, and the lovely Mrs. April Nixon. Uh, they have a podcast just john in april you can find them go follow them on youtube they they do a live forum every wednesday i believe it's it's just very focused on on couples they give out great advice um you guys aren't as big as as derrick jackson um yet but uh, hopefully you won't run into some of the same problems that derrick jackson is is, is running into and the other guy who's the guy that in, in atlanta is telling women that they're too ugly to get a man and that i, I forget his I name I no there's a there's a famous guy i've talked about him on this show, I'll look it up during the break. Oh, really? there, there, there are a lot of relationship gurus that are out there. One of the things that impressed me about what you do, and, and I want you to talk about a little bit, Pastor Nixon, you being a, a man of the cloth and a, and a person that, that really brings a spiritual realm to it, 
how does the marriage counseling, when you're going through marriage counseling, talk about the importance of really putting God at the center and in, in, in Christian, Jadale slash Christian beliefs, and then how do you approach it with people that don't believe those? Because there are a lot of people that don't have those type of beliefs. How do you cancel them? Because because my experience, I'm a Christian, there's there's a different, it hits different when Christ is involved. And if you if you take that out, I'm not saying that those people are destined to roam the earth unhappy, but it's it's a different type of discussion. That's true. So usually when we cut when we counsel couples, at least one of the two people is a believer. Right. That's normally okay. what happens. Right. And what's crazy is we don't really apologize about it. We're just kind of like unapologetically biblical with our stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. And part of the reason we kind of lay it out at the beginning, part of the reason we feel it's important is because the kinds of things that you have to do in order to be successfully married <laughs> are superhuman. Exactly. It's, you mm. cannot you do, it do it on it your on own. own. Ain't no, no way. way. Wow. No you way. have to have a higher power involved. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, how, that's how we kind of approach it. We just deal with confidence. We, we don't mm-hmm. we don't shy away from it. And what normally happens, man, you'd be surprised. Most of the time, by the time the sessions are over, the non-believing spouse or whoever it is mm. usually comes Once, around. They want Bible studies. They, yeah, right. something. They're like, yo, <laughs> they're like, Cause, we want to learn more. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And see, the other thing is, I think I think that I think that a true understanding of what the Bible has to say about relationships is much more balanced than what is characterized Definitely. in in media or whatever. So yeah. I actually think that what we see a lot of times that 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 is called Christian is a caricature of Christian. And that is actually not what Christian is really in the first. Place. It's not mm-hmm. judgmental. It's not imbalanced. It's not uh, misogynistic. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of ways that people sort of characterize Christian beliefs that I don't think this is it. And, and we don't do it that way. We do right. it the way we think Christ actually wanted it to be. And I think right. that is it's kind of redeeming mm-hmm. and it, it's like almost um, uh, like irresistible. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, wow. so, yeah, so one comes in, not a believer. And usually they, they at least oh, awake to the idea and like, oh, oh. man, I, I'm not against this anymore. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Wow. So that's that's just that's just fantastic. What I'm going to do, I'm going to I'm going to cut to a, a break for a couple of minutes. I got, I got to pay my sponsor. I want to bring you back for one more segment. If the two of you can do another segment, I would oh, greatly appreciate it. I got I got. I got Pastor John and April Nixon on on the line. We're going to take a break. We'll be back more on the Lance J Show after these messages. You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Come to see me off. My nephew. Boy, it was always a disappointment. But I treated you like a son. I wasn't made to play the son. But my supply, the good dope. The Greeks, they cool with it. Proposition then. I just step out the way. You'll never hear from me again. I'll just disappear. Joe, you'll be up in a mischief in no time. Truth is, you won't be able to change up any more than me. Close your eyes. <laughs> 
It won't hurt nothing. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. James Lewis. Detective Lee found herself inside a suspect's home in Burbank and found a gigantic slide, the department said, adding that the covered car parts were also found. It goes on to say that the Pasco Police Department posted a photo showing a grinning Lee sitting atop of the slide in the child's bedroom with the caption, Detective Lee strikes a pose with the recovered slide. All I want to know is using my um, my David Caruso voices. Well, Rampage, I wonder if the judge is going to let the perpetrator slide. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. You don't know me. Probably never will. But I need you to do something for me. Something that could literally change everything. You'll never get a thank you card. And yet, I need you to do it. And if that weren't enough, I need you to do it as soon as you are able to. If you do this for me, I'll do it for you. And for every single person you love. Deal? This is our shot to leave COVID behind. Listening to the Lance J Radio Network. So, got my good friends, Pastor Pastor John Nixon, April Nixon, Just John and April, fantastic podcast, a part of Lance Day Radio Network. I wanted to ask the two of you, what are some of the fundamentals, if you, if you could point to some core fundamentals that have helped you in your marriage? You share a lot of, a lot of things that have happened along the 20 plus year journey that, that you two have together. But what are, if you had a couple of just core fundamentals, things that have helped the two of you to have a, a loving relationship through kids, through, through sickness, through, through moves in different parts of the country, what, what are the things that you've clinged to that have really helped you to, to succeed in life and in marriage? Good question. <laughs> All right, well, it's, it's hard um, I, I would say, I would say one of the top things for us is our friendship. Mm. Like yeah. that's this very is evident. My, this is my bestie right here. Right. right. You know, and it's been like that from the beginning, and we have kept that going. You know, we we really do a lot of stuff together. We do. That's true. <laughs> and when I'm when I find something new to do or to to just be in, I want him in with me. Mm. You know what I'm mm. saying? Mm. It's not, you know, it's beautiful. It, we play golf together. You know what I'm saying? It's like he could go with his boys and he, he goes with his boys, but he wants me to come with him and his boys. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that's that that means something. And that has I think that has kept us from a lot of. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely helped. You're right. I, a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I also think, though, it's one of the things that we discovered probably halfway through our marriage because we recognized that we weren't strong in this area. 
and we've been working on it since. And that's acceptance. Yeah. Mm. That's another mm. one. That's we, a big one, actually. Mm. Yeah. Now, if you could I, collaborate I you with us, say acceptance of, on mistakes, flaws, past mistakes, or what do you mean by acceptance? Accepting your person you for who person. they are. Ah, got it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I feel like if you asked us early on whether or not we thought we accepted the other one, we'd definitely say yes. Mm. But then when we started to sort of dissect some of the problems we were having, especially the recurring stuff. So the stuff that keeps coming back over and over and over again in your relationship, a lot of times when you look at it, what you're figuring out is you don't accept your spouse in that area. Mm. And that's why it keeps coming up. And the reason why you can say, you know, they say, do you feel accepted? You say yes right away is because you're not looking at specific situations and really digging deep into why. But whenever, even with other couples, but we really dig deep into those those reoccurring mm-hmm. arguments, because you're going to have at least one or two. Right. Yeah. I, I don't care what relationship. There's going to be at least one or right. two that keeps coming up. Yeah. It always boils down to acceptance somewhere. Yep. Yeah. So, so I think I discovered this. Uh, it was a painful discovery after one of the biggest arguments we ever had. <laughs> and April did something uncharacteristic that she never does. She, she just yelled at the top of her lungs, shut up! Oh, I don't I yell. Like, She'll never do that. She'll yell, yell at her kids. She'll yell, she'll yell at I, school. Nothing. It came over me. Like. <laughs> she, she, she was so overwhelmed with just really emotion, pushed, pushed just sheer raw emotion. And, 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 and it, like, it was jarring. So, mm. so we stopped what we were doing, and we started to kind of try to figure out where we were. John right? actually laughed first. I did laugh first. Wow. Because. I, I left that out conveniently. <laughs> and I was really mad that he was laughing, but. But, but what, what, what came out of that was that she did not feel like I accepted her, mm. this particular mm. issue that kept coming mm. up. And it was to the point where she just couldn't take it anymore. It was wow. literally you know, almost boiling over. You know what I'm saying? Wow. No, <laughs> it's, that's, like, it's like the most fundamental thing, I think, in every relationship is. you have to have, man. I agree. Stop trying to change each other. Mm. Right. You know, just accept them for who they are. Right. That's, 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 that's very interesting. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't, didn't ask the two of you, and I'm not, I'm not trying to go um, – Ice Cube, 1992, on it, uh, death certificate. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to, um, to 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 go there, but we have some some incredible times going on for African American people in this country. I mean, we've almost made a a 40 year U turn going going backwards. You you have children. You have teenage children. Obviously, it has to be some concern with some of the things that you've seen with incidents with, with police and, and your growing children. How do you as parents, A, how do you shield or at least explain to your children the trauma and deal with the trauma? Because I think we all just are, are in a state of, of, of uh, PTSD mm-hmm. from yeah. what we've seen. Anytime you yeah. see someone have the life snuffed out of them in front mm-hmm. of a crowd of people while they're turning purple, mm-hmm. and even after there's no pulse, the person still continues to choke them. You know, it'd be like shooting someone 40 times. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's overkill. I have PTSD from that. I have PTSD from, from this being a, a basically a biweekly occurrence that yeah. by the time this airs, something else would have happened uh, a mm-hmm. week from now when You're this right. airs, something else would have happened that that would be galvanizing the country in a, in a negative and a positive way. How do you manage that as parents and have that talk with, with your, your teenage children? So we do have two kids, yeah. a son and a daughter. Right. Our son is 16. Yep. And this is that age. He's about to start driving and yep. all that stuff. This is that 
age, man, where you start to really get nervous Mm -hmm. about whether or not your kid is going to be able to come home safely. And we've been having conversations with them for a while now. And I think we've just been open and honest with them about our own past experiences with police, of which I had several incidents Mm, when I was living in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Where we were getting pulled over pretty regularly, just driving while black, nothing, not doing anything menacing, just looking menacing. Three or four of us in the same vehicle, Mm, stuff like that. And uh, driving through a particular town that was known for being kind of racist. Never got a ticket, but always getting pulled over on suspicious activity kind of thing. And um, what that did to me and my outlook of police and wanting to teach our children really to understand what law enforcement is supposed to do. And at the same time, here's the reality of what's happening in the world. And so you have to talk like this. You have to look like this. You have Mm -hmm. to, you know, those kinds of things. We have those conversations and we're just straight up with them, man. We're not we're not holding nothing back. You know what I'm saying? We're not we're not teaching them to hate police. No, sir. Nor should you. But we're we're teaching them to understand um, they're not going to look at you the same way they look at other people that are not black. (laughs) And especially my son, who's who who now is my height with a deep voice, wears an afro. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things there that automatically going to fit into a particular stereotype. He needs to know that going in. Yeah, definitely. We've been Um, very open with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I haven't been blessed to have any 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 children. Um, well, there was that one summer in Korea. So um, if I have any children, I don't know that I have any children. But 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 yeah, it's it's I can't imagine I having a, a teenage child and and wondering and having to worry if you know he's going out to shoot some hoops, hang out, right. mind his business. You could become a hashtag. That's you right. could become a memorial on the street somewhere, and, and people think that that's hyperbole. But just the list is so long you can't even put all the names on a t-shirt you can't even put yeah. the names it's such a it's it's almost approaching a small war memorial mm-hmm. status where you could have just the a wailing wall that that stretches yep. right. many 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 blocks long uh with with names of people that are now deceased uh, i appreciate you guys coming on as we as we come to a close i always want to give everybody when they when they come on the show what uh, my, my partner dj rampage always says people what's what's your social security he's not talking about literal social <laughs> security but uh where can we find you where can where can the lance J audience find you on the gram on facebook um your church your ministry uh where where can we find uh just john and april and, and follow them just john and april that's on right youtube instagram right. facebook yep all that we right. made the hashtag exactly the same, so that's yep. easy, nice. to find. easy to so find. Just nice. John and April, not an ampersand, A-N-D, just John and April. Right. And anywhere. So we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. We're on, oh, we don't really have a Twitter account. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one, but. Wednesday night, 9 o'clock live, mm-hmm. you know, we, we call our, our uh, fans, I guess you would say. Chimes. Our audience, we call them chimes. We call them chimes. Yeah. We nice. got some top chimes out there that, that's mm-hmm. chiming in every right. every week. Mm-hmm. So we I want like you that. to chime in if, right. if you want. Yeah, there. do you need do to it. Come on do in. Come a once, chime. Man. You okay. gotta, you gotta, you gotta follow this this lovely couple. They're they're great people. <laughs> Just uh, salt of the earth, and uh, part of the Lance Day Radio Network. Been supporters of me for a long time, and I'm supporters of them. So please go and follow. I'm um, gonna get a five dollar premium every time you, that, that you follow them. They send me five dollars. So uh, if you want to <laughs> make Lance Day a few dollars, uh, make sure you go follow them. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so honored to have the both of you on on my program, and look forward to to doing this again, perhaps in person 
when we start to get uh, shots in arms past the COVID, I'm going to be hitting up a lot of events. And, uh, we, we, are, we already vaccinated, we got our, man. We got our so shots, we're ready so to go now. Very, 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 very <laughs> uh, looking forward to the next time you're in this area, you got to come into the studio and, and check it out. And, and, and can, I your que- can I ask yeah. you a question? Really? Absolutely. Ask me whatever. Does, you does your audience know you sing? My audience does not know that I sing. They have no okay. idea. You I don't, just, so a, so your, audience, part, your audience doesn't know that you sang in the Oakwood University AO. That's a part of my life. Now the, I'm just hiding <laughs> that part from my life. I, I, and, and, that, and that that's how we really know each other, from all the hours <laughs> on the bus we spent together. Yeah, I, I, I don't talk about that. That's, that's uh, called you out. You that's, something that's, that's, that's something that's in the past. That it's just, we kind of keep that. In the past, uh, my audience knows me for my terrible offbeat rapping, where I'm constantly <laughs> trying to rap uh, Rampage's lyrics to him. Sometimes I scored a little bit better than him, but they, they know me more <laughs> for trying to do flip mode lyrics, Rod Digger, Busta Rhymes, Rampage. Uh, when he's on the show, so that's my audience knows more, but they don't. I remember you rapping in the back of the bus, they man. They don't. They don't know that I can I sing that. or used to be <laughs> able to sing. I'm I'm long retired. Do you did the two of you still? Are y'all still in the game or y'all out of the game? I haven't sung in a long time, but okay. April does. All right. April, 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 April. Assurance. Assurance. That's right. I saw Assurance at the, at the, <laughs> yeah. at the she, does, she does her thing still. That's dope. Y'all were real dope. Y'all have some talent, man. Y'all have some. some April has a beautiful oh, voice, man. Some, I agree. Some real exactly. talent. Thanks so much, Just John and April. Um, I appreciate your time. We'll be back more on Lance Day Radio Network after these messages.